Good evening. It's time for one more podcast on the hero's path. Last week, Zach told us that he was going to try and do the divine beast Varuta, but before he could do that, he had to get shock arrows. Isn't that right, Zach? Sorta. So I already had enough shock arrows to actually just bypass this little side quest, but I, you know, I'm trying to do things as if I were playing for the first time or as if I'm trying to do all of the content in the game. So I'm like, obviously I'm going to go up and try and get more shock arrows. So I went and did that side quest, sort of. It's not even, I, I say side quest, but it's not even like a demarcated side quest or anything like that. It's a step on the Varuta quest that's optional. Mm-hmm. You have to, oh, well, before you can go up the mountain, you have to equip a certain item. Yeah, so last time we we got over here uh, to Zoro's Domain and we got the Zora tunic. And it's weird and goofy. How is it goofy, Zach? So they've done like Zora tunics in other Zelda and it's supposed to make you swim better in a lot of cases. Uh, here, it doesn't really make your like swim speed that much appreciably different. I don't think it affects... The thing is, if you uh, you have a set bonus when you equip it with the other things and they're upgraded yeah, enough, right. then you get a swim speed increase, so they can't give you a swim speed increase by I mean, itself. They could do like a minor swim speed increase and then a better swim speed increase, but they didn't really no. go that route. Uh, but it does have a special feature uh, that's crucial to the Varuta experience. Yes. And that it, it allows you to ascend waterfalls. Oh, yes. You can swim up to the base of a waterfall, uh, press a button, and then you do this really goofy-looking dolphin swim <laughs> as you ascend super fast to the top of waterfall. Uh, right. And, like, and then way faster than you swim horizontally. Extremely way faster, yeah. And so, and you go so fast and with such velocity that you end up shooting up into the air way above the top of the waterfall, and then you go into free fall. Yes. Um, it's weird. I guess it's not any weirder than other Zelda items and stuff, but it just comes off really goofy. Yeah, and the fact that, like, going up is such a thing in this game... The fact that you can shoot up really fast as long as there's a waterfall feels like it should work against the basic principles of the game. I don't know whether it does, but it makes you think about that. I guess that means that whenever you put a waterfall in the game, you have to think about, well, there's this goofy mechanic. There's this one equipment item among all the mostly mundane equipment items. This There's one that's going to make it possible to shoot straight up to the top of this waterfall, and then, you know, you can combine that with the paraglider to float around, and it becomes very powerful, and you have to think about that every time you place a waterfall somewhere. It comes off more like a traditional Zelda item in a game that tried to do away with a lot of those kind of things. That's an excellent point. Yes. Uh, it's, it's a key item that unlocks certain areas. Mm-hmm. 
it's a weird Gosh. holdover because I know uh, I don't remember a lot of the other divine beasts having associated things like that. So it'll be curious to revisit those and see if I'm wrong on that. Um, hmm. I do know the other divine beast areas and stuff usually have an outfit tied to it, but usually those outfits are just passive. So it's interesting. Yeah. Um, and I didn't even think about using the Zora tunic places that aren't here in Laneru, but I can think of a few places where that might be very useful to have. Isn't there a whole bunch of waterfalls in like Faron? Yes. I don't remember if I used there this are. while I was there, but that seems like a good idea. Pro tip. Okay, so you use the tunic to ascend the waterfalls to get up to Mount Ploimus. Uh, great name. And you ascend like a path, and as you go, you see shock arrows like in trees and in stumps and stuff. Uh, and you get to the top, and there's a Lionel there. And there's like a cutscene of the Lionel almost noticing you. Uh, right? No, I didn't notice that. Oh. If I if it happened, I was not thinking about that at the time. Oh, I had other okay. other goals going on. I'm pretty sure there is. Probably. So the goal here is just to collect shock arrows. Um, yes. There's shock arrows. They do not expect you to be able to take on the guy, the Lionel. Yeah, he they, is too scary. They present They're supposed you, to run away. They definitely present you with like enough of the shock arrows just out in the environment that you can sneak around and collect twenty or whatever mm -hmm. you need, and then run away from there. Uh, but I was not going to let that stand. I said, no, I'm going to take this guy out. And so I fought the Lionel. Jeez. Lionels are uh, an actual like LOZ enemy that doesn't often get revisited until recently. So it's cool to see uh, them come back. Yeah, they're in the... Um... Oh gosh, am I remembering correctly? Are they in Link's Awakening? They're not in Link's Awakening, but they're in the Oracles. No? There are no Lionels in Link's Awakening. Who am I thinking of? You're thinking of the Oracles. Jeez, I guess I am. Uh, so they're in the Oracles. They've got a, I, like their, I like their sprite in the Oracles, because they don't look nearly as menacing. They just look like... I don't just know, like kind of dopey centaurs? Not even dopey. They look like a dark-type Pokemon, is the best way I can explain yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. But they're there, they're in uh, Link to the Past, um, and that's it, basically? They're in Cadence of Hyrule. I've been playing Cadence of Hyrule the, a lot. Cadence of Hyrule is post-Breath of the Wild, so I feel like a lot of those designs are informed by that. Right, they're definitely supposed to be Breath of the Wild Lionels, but they're way less scary because mm. all they can do is shoot arrows at you. Oh, I don't have the, the other things it's got. Yeah. Um, but Lionels... Here, they gave him a upgrade. They're these huge, hulking centaur dudes uh, with giant manes mm -hmm. and really powerful weaponry. Uh, they're scary. And, like, this, the one that you see on Mount Ploimus is the most baby basic Lionel, and it's too scary. But there are, like rungs above that there are variations yeah. that get scarier and scarier uh-huh and so i fought this guy 
And last episode, I said I was never, I was not gonna die to this guy. Mm-hmm. I made a bet with you, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, I lost that bet. I died the first time I fought him. And the parameters of that bet, how much money you would owe me if you lost even, or if you died even one time to that Lionel, were discussed off air. And I'm happy to let you paying me be left off air as well. Uh, contractually, I cannot reply to that statement. That's right. Um, regardless, uh, second time I've got it done, you just end up, again, you know, I'm trying to play the game more and I'm trying to do actual fights and you're able to parry a lot of, uh, the Lionel's attacks and do, what do you call, flurry rushes and all that stuff. Uh, he will just start breathing fire at you, uh, (laughs) which is very scary. Uh, but he's not too bad. Not too bad. Not this one, at least. I wasn't... Well, e- oh, good. My Lionel fighting technique has become uh, get in the headshot and then climb on top of him and sl- smash him in the back a bunch of times and repeat that process over and over and over again. So I knew that was a thing, but I did not... I was not able to pull off that move mm. uh, in this first fight. So I will uh, continue to work on my Lionel fighting uh, prowess and see if I can pull that the off the thing is I'm remembering now that the attacks you make while you are on the guy's back do not degrade the uh, what is the call the fragility the resistance the stuck togetherness of your weapon that makes that valuable if that's the case what's the word for not breaking the durability that's right. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so he's not too, you know, so he's he's there. You get the shock arrows. Um, there's a sign at the very top of the mountain. It's Shatterback Point, and it's uh, advice to just say, hey, hey, don't jump off of this. So I did not jump off of this at this time. Yeah, I remember being too scared to jump off of that. It also goes directly into the reservoir uh, where I didn't want to go, basically. I'm like, well, I don't need to go oh, that way okay. right now. Uh, I wanted to go back down the mountain a little bit uh, because there's kind of a cool entryway to the reservoir uh, that I want to talk about. Oh, okay. You go, the reservoir is just obviously just a big lake. Uh, And there's different, like, walls on different sides of it. Yeah. Well, I think one of them's not a dam. One of them just be a, well, I guess I don't know hydrodynamic terminology but uh there's like a really cool ramp going up to this really cool constructed uh landing and at the top of it there's like a full-on outdoor bedroom yeah it's It's super cute it's super cute uh i guess the idea this has to just be a gameplay thing like there's no reason for like an outdoor bedroom unless somebody like zoras as we established last episode sleep in pools yeah so there's no reason to, like, that wouldn't be a bed for Azora. No. I think you're right, because you can use the bed? Yeah, I totally did. The, it's like, okay, okay. I'm going to rest up here after the fight. Uh, Because Sidon is waiting patiently on a little dock. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's also cute fish-shaped pots that I wanted to shout out, because they're very cute. And then uh, you can go talk to Sidon, and you begin the... uh 
pre-Divine Beast action portion of the game. Uh-huh. Uh, the idea with this one is that you obtained all these shock arrows because, as previously established, Varuda is gone berserk. Uh, there are six... Or six. There's four pink orbs on the perimeter of Varuta. And the idea is that if you hit those with shock arrows, you will short-circuit whatever system that allows uh, the Divine Beast to be spouting off all the water, and you can temporarily shut it down. The game just calls them pink orbs. There's not a good technological term for it, which is pretty good. Each Divine Beast has a set piece that you have to finish before you enter it. And all of them are clunky in their own ways. Yeah, pretty much. And it, it makes me wonder if they were added kind of late. Uh. I mean, that that doesn't really make sense because if without them, the new champion characters have even less to do. But, like, they're, they all seem kind of half-baked. Yeah, um, I don't, I could go either way with that, because I could, it could just be something that was last on the list. Sure. That they maybe save till later on. Uh, one thing that would be in support of that is the, there's a lot of voice acting going on. Oh, yes. The, the game is voice acted, and it, like, voice acting so far has pretty much entirely been in cutscenes. Yes. Uh, like memories and stuff like that. Um, there's not a lot of it. And even talking to Sidon, like previously, there's not a lot of voice acting, but like a lot of the voice acting gets hidden in these segments where as Sidon is helping you out, he's giving you little encouragements and little sound bites and stuff like that. Like, now shoot there, blah, blah. And like, it's really weird how you'll go from like, the pre-segment with no voice acting to the segment with voice acting to immediately after a bunch of just written text mm-hmm. detailing what the next part is. Um, and I think that could be evidence that they figured this out later. Or I guess they wouldn't. If they ever did vo- VO for it, then that means they had to do that. No, no, you're right. But there, there's definitely something weird about these segments. I kind of chalk and- it up to the team not being adept at doing VO stuff before. If we're to believe that a lot of the folks working on this game have just mostly worked on previous Zelda. I guess. I don't know how that explains the clunkiness of the gameplay. Oh, no, not the gameplay at all. I'm just talking about the VO. Oh, okay. It's almost like these set pieces were directed by someone else in a different building i don't know about that necessarily but i'm not saying that that's my theory i'm just trying to express the way in which they're weird yeah yeah um we should describe what actually happens okay uh, you hop on Sidon's back and he zips around uh the reservoir circling around varuta uh varuta throws ice blocks at you uh uh-huh. and the sidon's like hey take care of those uh this is good it's pretty good because the idea of cryonis is you can make ice right 
Mm -hmm. And when you have a block of ice that you created, you can click on it basically to get rid of it, like cancel it. And the way that they use that as a a mechanic in action scenes, like here and within a battle we'll see later, is you don't create ice with this power, but you use this power to click on pieces of ice to destroy them. (laughs) Like press B to cancel becomes your battle technique yeah it's a it's a good use of a tool set that they made again they're they're, they they established the tool set pretty early on in development and then they're getting every little bit they can out of it is what it feels like uh so that's what you're supposed to do i forgot that i could do that for the duration of this playthrough and i was just shooting them with arrows and they break when you shoot them with arrows Uh uh-huh weird okay And, and with weapons if they get close enough but the angles on huh. that get silly, and then they hit you from behind a lot of the time, and you just can't do anything about it. Okay. Uh, fortunately, I had a zillion arrows, so it was fine. Okay. Uh, after you deal with a round of these ice blocks, Sidon will bring you over to some waterfalls that are coming like from the sides of the Divine Beast. And just drop you in the water. But you've got the Zora Tunic, so you can do that trick to shoot yourself way up in the air above it. And then because you're in the air, you get the cool... Have we talked about the bullet time? I don't even think we talked about it yet. We haven't. Uh, If you are airborne in this game and pull out your bow, uh, time slows down to allow you to uh, aim your shot. But you use up your stamina pretty fast while you're in bullet time. Uh, But it lets you do a lot of cool things. It does. And it is... uh, abused to land with your shield on top of an enemy to go super 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 fast and fly halfway across the map well it's not the primary use or anything no uh no it's a cool little thing it's something that they alluded to in the very first trailer of the game oh yeah yeah that very first teaser where there's like a 15 second shot of link fighting a, a guardian it ends with him, like, jumping in the air and shooting an ancient arrow at a guardian. Huh. Like, jumping from horseback. There, a lot of the high-level play in this game gets really tied to, like, finding ways to propel yourself in the air. So it's, like, yeah, hop, yeah. jumping off a horse and then shooting an arrow and then getting back on the horse. and Or, like, starting fires so you can propel yourself in the air because right. fires can do updrafts and stuff like that. So uh-huh. I have heard the theory that... In the same way that Mifa's power is healing you and, uh, you know, Rivali's power is flying up into the air, Link's, like, special champion ability is slowing down time in this way. Uh, I mean, I can see that. Uh, I think everybody has the ability to do that in... Age of Calamity, Hyrule Warriors, oh. so I don't think that bears out exactly. But also that game's, you know, that game's ambiguously canon is probably what it probably what it says on the wiki. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Link's got a lot of talents. He's, he, his talent just having a stamina bar? Ooh, could be. That's why he can run. That's why he can run. That's why he can climb anything. Oh, yeah and all his like sword techniques are tied to it maybe that's and the the stamina bar symbol is a green circle 
which is Furore's gem, right? Do none of the do the rest of the champion abilities tie to that? No. Oh, okay. This is kind of a stupid idea. The idea that a green circle has special significance. I... It's also the symbol in Japan for correct, right? So maybe the what the game is trying to tell us is that stamina is correct. Well, I hope I get to play as Dark Link and I have a red X in the next game. <laughs> uh, so you were saying about you shoot the pink orbs with shock arrows. Uh-huh. And, you and that destroys them or deactivates that, them. Yeah, temporarily disables Varuta. Uh, and then so it kind of like ascends higher so you're able to enter the dungeon. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Sidon just drops you off and says, okay, good luck, but he doesn't say it because there's no VO for that part. <laughs> uh, and then we get to do a dungeon, like an actual authentic Zelda dungeon, sort of. Kind of. Sort of. Uh, you go inside and you start hearing uh, some more VO. This they, They've got more VO here, where Mifa, uh-huh. as a spirit, kind of directs you around the dungeon a little bit and there's a lot to talk about in the dungeons how do we want to what what, 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 what order do we get to do this um let's talk about the structure mifa tells you to find the map station yeah and uh you have to do a little bit of puzzling adventure in order to get to the map station yeah there's uh a lot of different things going on uh, there's a lot of malice inside of these divine beasts. That's the mm-hmm. evil Ganon goo stuff that hurts to touch. Uh, in dungeons and in a couple other places, it'll have like an eyeball pop out. And sure. you have to shoot a that. A weak point. A weak point. You have to find the weak point because sometimes it's not in an obvious place and then shoot it with an arrow or whatever uh, to get rid of some of that malice so you can get past it. Uh, it'll also generate floating skulls, which I'd forgotten about. Oh yeah, and I had to take those pictures. Are spooky. I had to take pictures of those. Uh, <laughs> and then let's see, there was a gate that you had to use Cryonis to lift, uh, as a throwback to the first time they show you Cryonis. Oh sure. Uh, okay, and then you get to the map station, and, and we got to talk about a lot the map station kind of turns on the dungeon in a way yeah uh, it activates a bunch of what do they call it control points yeah terminals terminals it says go activate all these different terminals and it lets you act you know use the map um but in all these cases opening the map doesn't just let you see where you are in the dungeon but also lets you control part of the dungeon yeah, it's important to note that, you know, this is not entirely a traditional Zelda dungeon. It's not uh, partitioned into, like, individual rooms. It is a full, like, fully rendered 3D space you're running around in. Uh-huh. There aren't doors. There aren't, well, there's some doors, but there's not, like, in the traditional Zelda way. Sure. It's not really keys in the traditional Zelda way. There's no boss key. There's no, there are chests, but they're all just the same kind of chests we've been dealing with. You don't get a compass that's going to tell you where the chests are. The compass does not have a new feature. (laughs) 
because it doesn't exist. The map does tell you right away where the terminals you're looking for are, though. Right. And so the dungeon becomes finding the different terminals so that you can uh, activate the main control unit uh, in the Divine Beast. And so then you're tromping around this space and trying to find those. And the the other thing is, there isn't a dungeon item. The mechanic of whatever it is, in this case it's moving the elephant, the divine beast's elephant trunk back and forth, that becomes the like new special mechanic of the dungeon, but there's nothing like a megaton hammer that you're going to get to take out of the dungeon and use somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, you All you need is what you bring with you. You don't need anything else that's here. Uh, because you get the... Because as we said, you get... Once you unlock the map, the map screen gives you that control over some aspect of the Divine Beast. And in this case, it's that trunk, which is constantly spouting water, and you can uh, curl it up higher or curl it down lower... Uh, which has an assortment of effects on the different puzzles in the dungeon. Uh, such as, there's a big water wheel in the center. Yes. Uh, and if the water from the trunk hits that, it'll turn one way or the other way. Accompanied with that, there's a terminal that you have to like turn the water wheel till it's upright, because you can't activate uh-huh. it upside down. Uh, there's a chest that's suspended between some giant slabs of stone. Right. That are slotted into, like, a spoke in the wagon wheel. It's very weird. And you have to use stasis to, like, separate Hold the two. Hold one thing while you use the water wheel to move the other thing. And it requires you to be very clever. Um... The puzzles in the Divine Beasts are good Zelda puzzles. Yeah, and they use, like, not just, like, one of your tool set. Like, you end up using most of your tool set here. Yeah. You use Cryonis for that. Or, sorry, you use Stasis for that. Uh, there's another water wheel that you have to use Cryonis to stop the flow of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a fire you need to put out, because behind the fire is one of the thing so you have to move the trunk until it puts out the fire oh no it's not even that it's you have to get it to the right spot and then use magnesis to turn a big knob that opens up the top that allows the water to come down yeah 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 so you're using magnesis there too there's also one way at the end of the trunk that you have to kind of get on the trunk and then very carefully manipulate the trunk back and forth until you can get on top of it <laughs> uh which is very reward- feels very good to be like out yes. in this non-traditional dungeon space uh-huh climbing all over a giant beast yeah it's fun it's good yeah uh i think we'll continue to enjoy the way the game does those because there's some really good stuff with that in some of the later ones uh we don't have to explain every single puzzle in this dungeon though i mean that's pretty much it yeah you make your way through you find all the terminals and then you have to go activate the main control unit uh the main control unit is just in a room that you can walk into at any time Mm -hmm. 
like immediately upon entry of the dungeon, which is kind of cool because that ends up being the boss room. So it's kind of cool that you are doing the the thing where it's just open, but you have to bring something else there. Yeah, instead of a boss key, you have to, well, yeah. Yeah, and I think most of them are that way, where there's some kind of room that you have to go to for that. So uh, activating all the terminals, you go to the main control unit, you walk up to it, but before you can activate it... Oh no. A boss shows up. Oh no. Don't worry, he's not too bad. This is Water Blight Ganon. Uh, the first yes. of several Ganons. Uh, which, when the game came out, I was really tickled by the idea of Ganons just becoming, like, a monster name. <laughs> that was really, like, silly to me in a way that I really sure. liked. It's like, oh, we just have Ganons left and right. They're just here. But then more recently, reading the art book and kind of reading some other stuff about it, these guys are basically Phantom Ganons. Sure. Which is... Like little Ganon. Or do you mean they were referred to as Phantom Ganons internally? In the art book, yeah. Okay. Uh, and they function very similarly. And so Phantom Ganons in previous Zeldas are just like, exactly like it sounds. They're like fake Ganons that would show up and you'd have to fight them. Ganon sends ghost representatives to do his work for him. Yeah, and so these are basically those. That makes sense. In the story, these are the uh, beings that killed the champions right and so uh (laughs) before you fight each one the associated champion of the current dungeon says watch out that guy killed me so (laughs) you're in for a fight uh yeah fortunately they're not they're not this wasn't as hard as the lionel fight uh well okay the first time i did this i went to varuta the first and i got through this dungeon really easily and then I got to the Water Blight Ganon fight, and it destroyed me. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, because I was not prepared. Like, you don't really... Because the the other fights, the big fights, like the Lionel, um, are not... They're, they're optional, right? Yeah. Um, I hadn't been focusing on being a strong fighter. I guess that makes sense, yeah. I was I was not getting all the orbs and hearts and extra like good weapons that I needed, and so the game really I, I felt kind of like <laughs> kind of entitled at at the time it happened. Like, how dare this game give me a game over when I did such a good job of the rest of the dungeon? But uh, I see now that the game you know expects you to do shrines, get extra hearts, and actually prepare for things the way Zach is playing the game now is the correct way to play. Well, this time. The the other half of that uh, double-edged blade is that sometimes you play a game like this and you don't do any of the mainline until after having completely explored the rest of the game and gotten extremely overpowered. Yes. Because yes. you could walk in here with 30 hearts and just make this a completely trivial encounter as well. Open world games. But we should say that it's very brave, I think, of Breath of the Wild not to scale this battle to your level. I I need to do more research on scaling in this game, because I, as I play more of it, I'm wondering if there's much of any scaling? There is some. The um, overworld encounters 
bokoblins and moblins get stronger based on i think it has to do with how many of the dungeons you've done and it has to do with other stuff that i don't remember uh but there's definitely an element of that i don't think it applies to these dungeon bosses though probably not this game's not built that way right and i think that like that would be an easy way out kind of or that's a very attractive option but i think uh just on a philosophical idealistic level i think that it's cooler of them not to do that yeah for what this game's going for it makes more sense to do it this way um Waterblight Ganon is... How do you want to describe these guys? They're weird, like, roughly humanoid mm-hmm. things with, like, Sheikah technology faces that have the ability to shoot the laser, like a guardian laser. Yeah. Uh, but they gave him a big old mane of red hair to tie it to being Ganon. Because Ganon famously has a mane of red hair. Yeah, sometimes. No one else does, so if... <laughs> If someone has a made of red hair, it must be Ganon. This guy's got a big, like, harpoon thing, which is really cool. Yeah. Well, it's like each of the Blight, the Phantom Ganons, has a version of the weapon wielded by the champion that that guy killed. I didn't put that together. You're totally right. Although it's kind of oblique in some ways, like the uh, Thunderblight Ganon has a gun yeah instead of a bow that's kind of cool i didn't i did not think about that but you're totally right uh what is what does this guy do uh he'll do the shoot cryonis blocks at you again sure he'll try and stab you uh mm-hmm. usually very well uh i had a hard time not getting stabbed constantly yeah uh but you can pretty much wail on him he's not he's not invulnerable much of the time or if he is, it's like momentarily till he teleports to a different spot. Then you just run over there and stab him again. Mm-hmm. Halfway through its health, uh, you end up with a phase two in each of these fights. Yes. Phase two here, he floods the room. So you have to stay on platforms in order to actually fight him. Sure. Uh, and you have to shoot him with arrows to like stun him. There's a lot of that. Yeah. But just regular arrows work. I kept trying to use shock arrows, and I'm like, wait, I can just use regular arrows. This is fine. Yeah, I wonder if they're, like, weak to the type of arrows that you use in the opening segment. I This one, I didn't notice it as much, but I feel like there's one later on that definitely is, so. Okay. Uh, I, w- I will know. keep fiddling with that as we get closer to those. Okay. But all in all, not too hard. Oh, there's a cool, I didn't put this together when I was fighting, but uh water bike ganon will charge you and you can use cryonis blocks to like have it run into the cryonis block and get stunned oh i wish i'd known about that i did not know about that till after i looked it up after the fight and i was like oh that's cute there's the thing is in if in a normal zelda game these bosses really should have you use the dungeon item against them there aren't dungeon items, but in a certain way, the runes that you got at the Great Plateau are kind of connected to different dungeons in certain ways. I agree. This is certainly the Cryonis dungeon. Yeah. And 
it makes sense that you use cryonics to solve certain of the puzzles. Of course, you use other runes to solve other uh, puzzles yeah. in the same dungeon. But you should be able to use cryonics to beat this boss. Um, and so that is a good tip. This is definitely the cryonics boss in a way yeah. that I know one of the bosses is definitely the bomb boss later on. Yeah, so, and I know which boss is the Magnesis boss. Yeah. Which, so then is the other boss the Stasis boss? He must be, but I don't remember that. So when we get there, we'll have to fling some Stasis at him. I guess, yeah. Cool. Well, I beat this guy. Nice work. I beat him. I beat Ganon. <laughs> you beat again. Uh, you get a regular heart container. Oh, yeah. You, it, it, game, and I forgot that the game has regular heart containers in it like that. I was like, oh... <laughs> oh yeah i guess that makes sense that's where i'm supposed th- this is how this is supposed to work in a zelda game so that was a nice bonus that i'd forgotten about uh there's a post dungeon cutscene that's cool mifa's spirit shows up and talks to you for a minute and then she teleports you away and then varuta uh turns blue and not pink because blue's the good guy character oh, yeah. blue's the good guy color pink's the bad guy yeah. color uh, it sinks down into the reservoir and then surfaces outside of the reservoir in a way that doesn't make physical Does not sense. Make sense. <laughs> but like magic, why? You know, it's magic. Sure, okay, whatever. Well, I haven't played Age of Calamity, but like the idea of this huge elephant, not built for maneuverability at all, in this region of incredibly steep cliffs it seems like not an especially useful weapon of war just in terms of mobility right but it's very funny the way it like it 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 slowly makes its way up to this like pool at the top of a hill Mm -hmm. uh and then it looks over at hyrule castle and shoots one of those lasers at it Uh aha and not to attack Hyrule Castle, but like a, a sniper sight. Yeah. To aim at the castle. And the, the gist of what Mifa tells you is like, okay, cool. When the time comes, I got your back. Right. And she gives you Mifa's grace. And you get Mifa's grace, which is just a free fairy, I think. I haven't used it yet. Uh, You haven't used it at all? Well, I mean, I used it the last playthrough. But I haven't. Okay. I, I stopped playing the game pretty quick after this, so I haven't died at all to see exactly how much it heals you. I assume it's a full okay. heal. I think it's a full. I think it's a full hero heal and then some. Cool. I I'm really good at dying, so I'm sure that'll come in handy. Okay. Uh, you're teleported back to Zora's domain. Uh, you can immediately go, and then the the, the rain is gone. By the way, the rain stopped. Af- oh yeah. After you did the action sequence so theoretically you could do the action sequence and then not complete the divine beast well that's what i had to do when oh yeah water blight ganon destroyed me i had to leave the dungeon and go out on my journey to become good enough to fight water blight ganon so i guess at that point the rain would have been gone and i could navigate zora's domain more efficiently but i don't remember that part it's so long ago yeah uh the game does warn you that uh after you complete the dungeon uh you won't be able to go back in yeah it becomes inaccessible for the rest of the game which i mean which is i don't get it i guess they could just have it 
open where they, because they're all physically present in the game. Right. They could just leave it open. I mean, they're, oh, they end up being in different places. Uh, uh, Vomito wouldn't work. That's probably the reason. No, Vomito would work the easiest. Oh, no, Vomito stops. That's right. Yeah. I guess, yeah, because they're all in weird positions, they would they don't want to render a new area around it. That's extra work. Yeah. But it's not like... Uh, I, it, good. I, I don't like it, is all I want to say. I think it's... I, I, all, as justified as it may be, it feels like a cop out. I my thing is as long as the game's not tracking if you hundred percent of the dungeons like chess, <laughs> then I'm okay with yeah. it. Yeah, because as far as I can tell, it doesn't. It's not like one of the shrines. It doesn't track if you got all the chests within it. So I'm yeah. like, okay, that's... and there's nothing especially desirable in any of those ch- chests in the there's dungeons. Like, there's like there's like there's good rewards, you... but yeah, nothing, nothing super unique. So it's good, right? See that that that. Oh, you can go talk to the king immediately afterwards, and now all the Zora, including uh, Councilman Muzu, have forgiven you. Yeah, uh, they're all your they're all your friend now. Great. Um, and I bet they have a lot of quests for me for next time. I bet they do. Uh, you are also given the light scaled trident, which was uh, Mifa's weapon. Now this is this is a dumb thing to ask, but. Do they give you all the champion weapons after you do the associated dungeons? You don't have to do some extra quest to, to get... Nope. Huh. But what it is, is these weapons uh, do have degradation and will break. And yeah. in order to get it back, you have to assemble materials and take it to the local smith or weapon crafter uh, to get it rebuilt. Yeah, uh, which is inconvenient. And they all cost a diamond to yeah. rebuild. You don't want that. Uh, no. I don't want that. I want to feel good about the memory of my friends, and I want to put these weapons as I get them somewhere safe. Uh, so, what I'm thinking is next time I play, I I need to I need to I need some I need a place of my own out in this crazy Hyrule world. Okay. And I need somewhere I can hang up cool mementos of my friends wow so i think such a sweet like emotional way to approach what is a action game about beating up monsters yeah uh i want to become a homeowner next time i play i think is what's going to happen here well it would be i have to be a heck of a game to let you play in such a touchy-feely way yeah. So good luck with that. We'll, we'll see. I don't know. Has anybody got a house for sale? Who can say? Hmm. I hope you have been collecting a bunch of pieces of wood. You better believe I have. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so next time, I think, now that I've got one of these under my belt, I'm going to uh, clean up some in Lenegaru and then make my way south back to uh, Hateno Village. Hateno Village. We'll see how far I get. Okie doke. Good luck.